0: This podcast contains language and concepts which may not be suitable for young listeners.
1: The following audio record forms part of the Department's ongoing investigation into the actions of Eugene Kirkley, aka Gideon Vermello, and his operations in the town of Alara. Testimonies recorded here are confidential and have not yet been officially corroborated by secondary or tertiary sources.
0: We don't open for another couple of hours, so we should be alone for a little while. And you're definitely going to edit out anything that could potentially identify our location, right?
2: Of course.
0: Okay. Well, this is it. It ain't much, but it's got a certain je ne sais quoi.
2: It's got a certain eau de toilette, I think you mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it ain't the Tivoli. Big deal. No need to bring out the snark. Some good bands play here. And they pay in cash, which is helpful, obviously, given my situation. It's crazy how hard it is to avoid banks these
2: days. Does anyone you work with know who you are? Mm.
0: I think Marie suspects, but she's never said anything outright. It's amazing how much a cut, colour and a new pair of glasses can do. I'm trying to dress differently too.
2: I noticed. I don't think I've ever seen you wear a blazer before.
0: Yeah, well, the times, they are a changeling. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It is, isn't
2: it? Same old Harmony brand humility.
0: Riv, would you mind not calling me that?
2: But it's your name. Yeah.
0: Well, it is and it ain't, you know? I really didn't anticipate how much effort it would take to be someone else. This is pretty embarrassing, but before I did my disappearing act, I did all this research. Movies, books, podcasts. You
2: did disappearing homework? You are such a nerd.
0: I know, but it's like Beyonce said, who runs the world, nerds?
2: I thought that was girls.
0: Well, I'm a girl nerd, so I guess I'm doubling down. Anyway, yeah, I researched the hell out of it. I mean, people research getting the right mortgage deal right, and, you know, choosing the wrong one won't get you actually and literally killed, unlike this situation I'm dealing with here. There's this ghetto in Tokyo called Sanya. It's been officially removed from town maps. And the entire area is filled with people who've disappeared, left behind debts, families, shameful pasts, and started a new and secret life in a weird, dilapidated district run by the Yakuza. Okay. And I listened to this podcast called Missing. It's all about the art of disappearing. Did you know that missing person cases make up 14% of police work?
2: Yeah, I think I've heard that mentioned.
0: But even after all the stats and figures and stories of all the people going crazy with the burden of having to carry a secret around, it still seemed like it would be fun, like playing dress-ups all the time, like Bowie shifting from Ziggy Stardust to Aladdin Sane. And we've already done it once. Although that time was different because of, well, in a place like Ulara, it's easy to remake yourself. Expect it even. But the truth is that taking on a new identity out here in the real world... This
2: isn't the real world. This is the grand illusion. The real world is Ulara.
0: (sighs) Yeah, okay, well, whatever. Taking on a new identity out there, out here, it's so constantly draining. It's like, you know, when you were in primary school and they'd do school photos and you'd have to pull this big cheesy smile for the photographer and they'd take forever to take the damn photo. So your cheeks start to ache and you shuffle and you feel uncomfortable. Imagine trying to maintain that facade every waking moment. It's exhausting.
2: What name are you using? Can you write it down or something?
0: I don't think that's a good idea.
2: Please. Just whisper it in my ear.
0: Okay, come here. Huh.
2: That makes a weird kind of sense. There's a sort of irony to it, I guess.
0: It's only ironic in the sense of Alanis Morissette's multi-platinum hit single, which is to say, not at all.
2: Thanks for the beer. And the bail money. You're welcome, but I... What?
0: I don't want to lie. I'm going to need you to help pay that money back. Cash is pretty tight at the moment. Moving was not a cheap exercise. And I'm sure you know from what old mate would have told you. Judging from those bruises that are decorating your face.
2: He's going to need to get the rest of that money harm.
0: What are you... River, are you serious? I already gave you that money. Did you not give it to him? Fucking hell, Riv. He could
2: kill you. What do you mean you gave me the I money? I
0: told you in the email I transferred it to your bank account. Please don't tell me you spent it.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: River shit. Maybe you're even further gone than I thought.
2: I'm fine. You're the one who isn't making sense. Well,
0: in any case, you can tell him or I guess he'll figure it out if he listens to this. Warren's not coming back. He left the country. I won't say where, but he's done with the underworld. He saved up enough to go and live on a beach somewhere unpronounceable.
2: You weren't tempted to do the same?
0: Aren't we all? But no, I didn't need to be somewhere distant from society. I've been running from real life since before I finished puberty. I needed to be a normie. Steady job, tax returns, maybe join a book club, start hosting Tupperware parties and all that bollocks. Harmony. Don't call me that. I'm sick of hearing that stupid hippie name. Harmony Sundancer. Christ on a poker stick, it sounds like a SoCal yoga instructor who's taken her morning soy lattes with a light sprinkling of LSD. It's
2: a good name. It's your name. Not
0: anymore. Remember, I... I...
2: Why did you leave?
0: You ever hear of Rasnath Das?
2: No, no, we're not doing the whole divert the question via a vaguely allegorical anecdote. Just give me a straight answer.
0: Answers aren't always straight. Question-response paradigms exist on a spectrum.
2: Stop being cute. This is serious. I've been searching for you, hardly ever sleeping. The whole town has been in a complete- But this isn't
0: about me. Is it, River? What? I'm the one who left. But you're the one who needs to be looking for answers. None of this is about me. You're the one who needs to find the wizard at the end of the yellow brick road.
2: You're not making any sense. (sighs) I have to pee. Okay, well that bit makes sense. I'm not exactly a huge fan of your timing here.
0: I have to go pee, and in that time, I want you to think very seriously. If you're ready to get into this, I mean properly drag all the skeletons out of the closet, kicking and screaming, and pull them into the light. If we're going to do this, I don't want euphemisms, kid gloves, cotton wool, training wheels, or bumper bars. We are going to rip out the pulsing heart of this problem and probe it while it bleeds all over our hands. Okay.
2: Oh shit. A for real jukebox. Sweet baby cheeses. Stone Roses. Rolling Stones. Fly and the Family Stone. Good to see they have the various stones covered. Laura Marling, Lauren Hill, Leonard Cohen. Huh.
0: damn dude, do you ever get sick of this song?
2: No more than I get sick of breathing or eating. Well,
0: I've missed singing with you, that's for sure. But we can also see why we don't put you on lead vocals.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know I'm the George Harrison of our band.
0: Same old river brand humility. Okay, well, have you made your decision? Are you ready to perform the autopsy?
2: Autopsy implies that something's died. Well,
0: metaphorically speaking, that's true. I can't be Harmony anymore. She's dead. Well and truly.
2: All
0: right, let's do this then. Step one, give me your phone. What? Give me your phone.
2: Why? Oh. Hey!
0: <laughs> Still using the same passcode? Ah, uh, yes, indeed you are. So, let's take a look at your inbox. And, yeah, here. It's this message I sent you. Here, read it.
2: Dearest River, I've been afraid for the longest time. You might not understand why I have to leave, but I hope that someday you will. I'm transferring you money to pay the rest of my relocation fee.
0: See anything strange?
2: Did someone hack my email?
0: River, I think you know that's not what happened here.
2: I don't understand. I
0: know, but hopefully it has you asking the right questions. Can you see why I can't give you a straight answer? Let's try and unpack things a little bit more. I'll answer your earlier question. Why did I leave? Well, I mean, obviously the kid coming along shook things up a little bit. It's all very well and good living the life of excess revelry and indulgence as a single, unattached woman, but throwing a kid into the mix... You
2: wouldn't be the first musician to juggle art and motherhood. River.
0: You know, it's not just about that. Don't you get sick of wearing fucking red every day?
2: Red is the colour of passion. The colour
0: of blood, the colour of vigour, the colour of courage. Yes, I can recite the mantra as well as you. But isn't that the problem? Having mantras for colours, chromatic choruses, the principles of truth, the pillars of self-reflection, the doctrines of peaceful wayfaring. I mean, do you know how liberating it is to be able to just wake up and eat breakfast, brush your teeth, and go about your day without having to do a bunch of fucking prayers and chanting. Gideon
2: says Fuck that, that asshole. You shouldn't talk about him that way.
0: River, we need to rip the band-aid off. The guy's a fucking creep. i put up with his bullshit for a long time because Ulara is a hippie muso's dream. The cure for banality. The remedy for reality. But the side effects have become worse than the symptoms. And that original philosophy that drew us there? It's been fouled. Corrupted. What do you mean? The special delivery that came to Lara.
2: I was... upset about that too. Upset.
0: Upset is how you feel when your best friend is late for dinner. Upset is how you feel when the new Beach House album gets a delayed release. Having those... things in our community? It's the end of everything we hope we'd ever find
2: there. I agree. It was a mistake. A serious mistake. But all of the great leaders throughout history have made errors... Gideon is wise, enlightened, but he isn't infallible. But as a community, we can heal together. River,
0: at- sometimes you can cure the infection, and sometimes you're left with no option but just to cut the limb off.
2: Are you really suggesting that Ulara is beyond saving? That Gideon can't bring us together? Two weeks
0: before I left, Gideon called me into his office after evening meditation. I was exhausted from that East Coast tour. With Consider the Lobster?
2: That was a great tour. Karen called me the other week. She's River, still let dr- me
0: finish. I told Gideon I just wanted to go home and sleep, but he insisted it was important. So I go up to his office and we sit down on that fancy antique leather couch of his. <laughs> leather couch in country Queensland. What a fucking joke. It's surprising there aren't bits of human skin attached to it. He sits me down and he offers me coffee, tea, wine. I really wasn't in the mood. I told him to cut the shit and get on with it. You should have seen his face, that kind of anger you only see in the face of a man who not used to being disagreed with. He was like a spoiled child being denied a
2: biscuit. I'm sure you're just overreacting.
0: Don't fucking tell me how I was feeling. You've seen him when he's angry. Does he seem wise and enlightened then? With his veins popping out of his skull and that look in his eyes that just screams what he's capable of and I- would
2: never bring harm to another sentient being. It's one of the trinity of holy affections. Holy that
0: foundation like. mandates. Yes, I know. And he speaks those words convincingly. But that special delivery? Do you really think that holds true to the principles of bringing no harm to any sentient being?
2: I was abs- furious about that decision, but I am sure Gideon. Stop
0: taking his side. You haven't heard the end of the story. So this flash of anger sweeps across his face, and then it's gone. And he was back to his usual serene, sedate self. He sighed as though he'd pitied me, and he sat down and gently stroked my hair. I took his hand gently and moved it away, and I said to him, Gideon, I haven't had a decent night's sleep in three weeks. Tell me what you have to tell me, or let me go. But if you touch me again, I will break your hand. I
2: can't believe you spoke to him like that. God
0: damn it, River! River! Do you hear yourself? He's not God. He's just a man, an entitled, arrogant man with a horde of deluded, isolationist acolytes who are... Fuck. Let me finish my damn story, okay? So he says to me that they have all been missing me while I'm on tour and that I've been neglecting my duties to the community. And I was like, yeah, well, how am I supposed to help harvest crops and milk cows when I'm in fucking Newcastle? And he smiled and said, you're right, of course, forgive me. It's the kind of tone that indicates he didn't actually think he'd said anything wrong. He reached his hand out and it hovered above my thigh. I inhaled and tensed and his hand retracted. He smiled again and said, You've been a valued part of our community for a long time now. Do you like living here? And I said, of course I did. Although in my head I was thinking I'd started liking it a lot less in the last five minutes. You want another beer?
2: Finish the story.
0: Okay. So he says to me, I was wondering if you'd like to take a seat on the inner council. I said, hang on. Weren't you just saying I didn't do enough? Now you want me to do more. He smiles, and by this point, I want to slap that fucking smile right off his face. And he said, this would be a special position. When I was away, I could communicate via phone or email. And when I was here, I could take part of special private meditations, both in groups and sometimes just one-on-one. We kind of just looked at each other for about 10 seconds. I know that doesn't sound like a long time, but I mean ten actual seconds of silence. You know how rare that is in a conversation? And I said to him, I'm not interested, then stood up to leave. He gives me that not angry, just disappointed pout and says, Harmony, my little starling, it's no secret that you have been joyous and giving with the pleasures of your body, which is a beautiful thing. Here we all strive to avoid the constrained views of sexuality that many outsiders hold, manacled by their false constructions of monogamy and fidelity. It has been such a joy to see you grow from a child into a young woman who is proud and confident, who gives freely of herself. I know you might need a little more time to think about my offer. Why don't you just meet with me here, or at my house, sometime soon? And we can continue our conversation in a private, intimate setting. Does that sound reasonable? I got up and slammed the door and promised I would never see that fucking creep again.
2: I don't understand. Isn't it an honour to be invited into the inner circle? And if you didn't want to do it, why not just say no? Are
0: you fucking kidding me? River, did you listen to a single word I said? He asked me to have sex with him and then I said no. And he basically said, you're a big slut. You might as well add me to the notches on your bed.
2: He never once said the words bed, slut or oh, sex. Oh,
0: come on. If I said to you, get the money to me tomorrow or else, I wouldn't have actually made a threat. But it's pretty fucking obviously implied. I think
2: you misunderstood him. I'm sure if you just came back, we could River, work a-
0: you can't be serious.
2: Harmony, it's okay. We're together again. Everything's gonna be alright. Whatever you're sad about, we can fix it, I promise.
0: River... You know I love you like a brother.
2: What do you mean, like a brother?
0: Oh, you just... You haven't just drunk the Kool-Aid, you fucking mainlined it. It was fun. For a long time, playing Swiss Family Robinson with guitars running away to join the circus, whatever. But I'm going to have a kid. I don't want to raise a child with a bunch of red-shirt isolationists following some honey-voiced demagogue. The fugues were getting worse too. It was the stress of knowing I was pregnant, thinking about settling down, lack of sleep, everything. Then after what Gideon said to me, I really lost it. I heard Amos telling you all about it. I didn't want to end up wandering down a highway in my pyjamas in the middle of the night. I asked you before if you'd heard of Rasnath Das. He was this Wall Street lawyer. He had this epiphany after the global recession that his entire industry was this superficial, deceitful sort of 21st century snake oil. He quit and became a religious monk, teaching meditation. He left one word world for another. I want to do the same thing, in reverse. I mean, not Wall Street exactly, but the conventional life. A life more ordinary. River, I'd love to help you too. I could get you a job here at the bar if you wanted. Help you find your own place. I know someone here who could get you a new ID.
2: Why would I want to leave Paradise?
0: Paradise only exists up here, River. The mind is its own place. And itself can make a heaven of a hell, and a hell of a heaven.
2: Don't quote Milton at me. I'm not going to become an apostate.
0: If you come and join me, I can help you. But if you go back to Alara, I have to be honest. I'll probably never see you again. It might even force me to move cities again, because I'd be worried that someone would take advantage of your kind and trusting nature and convince you to tell them where I am. I'd have to find another identity, another job, another look. And I'm only just getting used to this glasses, Bob and Blazer thing, so
2: Yeah. You were definitely rocking that look. Thanks.
0: River. We're still young. We've got our entire lives. We can live yet. Let's start again. Alara can just be a chapter, an intro track to the album of our lives. You
2: know, I can't leave.
0: You can do anything you want to. But you have to want it first.
2: Well, then I don't want to leave.
0: Okay. Well, I respect your honesty. I respect a lot about you. You're kind, giving, thoughtful. But I also think you're damaged, Riv. I'm telling you this because I love you. You need help. Professional help. Doesn't have to be a head shrinker, but for the love of God, not a red shirt. If you're not going to stay here, promise me. You'll do that at least.
2: I'm not the one who needs help. You are. Sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you are that way. That sounded cruel. I apologise. If this is really the last time I'm going to see you, do you mind if I say goodbye to him or her?
0: What? Oh. You mean... Okay. Yeah. Sure. And it's a him.
2: I'm going to be an uncle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sure, an uncle. Here, you might even feel a kick if you're lucky. In a few, you cockatoo.
2: (laughs) What's the time, dear friend of mine?
0: Half past three, my chimpanzee.
2: Adventures, travels, what sweet joys shall we unravel?
0: In the afternoon, my little prune.
2: What of smiles, what of laughter. A touch touch past past midnight, midnight, not not a a moment moment after. after.
0: Goodbye, River.
2: Goodbye, sister. Don't call me that. River? Help, help. Are you okay? Uh, Wake up. Uh. Hey! Wake up! Wake up! Harmony?
1: Thank you so much for listening. You know how much we appreciate it and love you with all of our hearts and some of our other organs. Now, I want to quickly tell you about our wonderful, magnificent sponsors, Poison Pen Press. They do the same thing as us, which is make great mystery stories. And what I want to talk to you about right now is Easy Errors by Stephen F. Havel. This is the 22nd Posadas country mystery. I wish I'd written 22 books. That's crazy. That's so many books. I don't know how this guy does it but it is a prequel to the prequel of the series, which I believe is called a pre-prequel. One perfect shot explores the younger Gasner, introduces Sheriff Eduardo do I think I nailed that pronunciation. And traces the development of series stalwarts. Bookless Magazine says, fans of the long running series will be drawn to the backstory here. They will respond to the qualities that have made this series so appealing over the years. Meticulous plotting, multi-dimensional characters, sharp dialogue, and a vivid sense of place. This is one of the very best entries in a consistently excellent series. So that sounds pretty good to me. If you like the sound of that, go and check out Easy Errors by Stephen F. Havel and the entire Posadas Country Mystery series. You're going to love it. Don't
2: cry after I'm gone.
1: This week's episode was written by J.K. Rowling. No, wait, that doesn't sound right. It was written by. No, it was written by me, James Dillon. My mistake. And it was directed, sound designed, and edited by Jessica McGaw, who, of course, also appeared as Harmony in that episode, along with the wonderful Tom Yaxley, who's been doing an amazing job. He's in every single episode, and he does incredible work. Thank you so much to everyone who's been tuning in. We have had thousands of listens, and we can't believe it. The show's only been up for a short time. We've had thousands and thousands of people listening. We've had dozens of wonderful reviews on iTunes. You guys have really stepped up to that, and we really appreciate it. Everyone's been very nice and lovely. We've got great reviews along the way which is fantastic and we really appreciate it thank you of course as always to our sponsors on patreon you guys are the best just three episodes left we are so excited for you to find out what happens at the conclusion of this story we will be back with part eight next week